Let's nestle to the school. Seeds 
and mm. you know stems, everything mm. left over after the winemaking process. Really? Uh, they, you know, I don't, I don't know the history of it, but they take that stuff and say, well, you know what? Let's ferment that and let's make a spirit. I liken it into uh, American terms. It would be moonshine or Splo, as we call Splo. it in my neck of the woods. Oh, uh, white lightning. Oh, you know, white lightning. Huh? Yeah. Um, that that stuff put in the car. Yeah. Gasoline. <laughs> Clean your sideways. Yeah. Sounds like a lawnmower. Anyway, it would start. It would start like, a lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah. But, Literally. Um, but yeah, but guava. I really like guava, and I like to have it after I've had a big steak, heavy steak meal. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not. I don't really want dessert after that. I don't want a sweet. I can't eat pie, ice cream. Yeah, but a nice, but a nice um, strong cognac. You know, or give me a yak, or give me a, a you know, um, a guapa. Huh? Um, so, uh, but yeah, but that's what it, the, the flavor reminds me of. So that's why I, that's maybe mm. how I might use this that way. You know, uh-huh. after, okay. Yeah. After, yeah. After dinner, and you know. But that's what it reminds And I, I even talked to the owner about this. I was like, you know, <clears throat> this might be good if you warm it a bit. Oh. Warm. You know, it's a, yeah. So, so like, say if it's in a snifter over a heated yeah. glass. Yeah. Oh. Or um, yeah. in the wintertime, I love to do whiskey and honey. Really? Now, oh, my goodness. I swear it cures cold. But, you know. Now, that honey would probably well, slow that down. You know that honey might be amazing. <laughs> that's a hot toddy right there. Yeah. But that that might be but a that, great tasting hot toddy there. Honey like, and lemon. With that, would be you delicious. You smoke that out there. Absolutely. At no bite, you better Ooh. not walk far. <laughs> yeah. That's your last drink of the evening when you're in your PJs. Listen, this is a forty. It says forty-three point seven. Um, by volume, mm-hmm. percent by volume, but uh, mm-hmm. when I when I did stop into the guy's shop and try it, you know, he he gave me a small sip of of, uh, of this, his gin. Um, it when I got home, it was yeah, I was I was, was I was feeling okay. I hadn't, okay. I hadn't had anything to eat either. Oh, so, so you were really I, okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. but uh, but yeah, shouts out to them. Uh, you know, definitely appreciate them. We're gonna have to. Yeah. Go past there again and Absolutely. show some more love for, for local small businesses. Absolutely. You know? So, uh, what you smoking, Cheryl? I have a Herman's batch. <laughs> and I like this now. You know, we've discussed this damn Lancero nonsense. <laughs> how they got me hooked into this, this, I don't even know what to call it. It's this cult they have it in. But this is not a Lancero, it's but this a is cult? It's a cult. It's a Lancero cult. That's what it is. Gang. Oh, initiations over here. <laughs> but I do have this Hermit Batch, and I have become a fan of this. It's H. Elman. Let me let me let you know exactly what this is. It's H. Elman Hermit's Batch. It's oh man, it's it's creamy and it's flavorful, it's smooth, it's relaxing, it's it's a smoke I want to have down there every day. Like it's it's just so it's enjoyable. So for those who are not really willing to have a heavy stick but want something with a little flavor to it, try it out. Try it out. What you what you smoking on, April? 
This is a Hamlet by Liberation uh, made by Rocky Patel. This is the first time I'm having this. We were actually at Casa de Monte Cristo Ooh. last night and Earl suggested this. Shout out Earl. Hey Earl. So this was his suggestion. Um, so I'm, I'm still in the first third, but so far so good. Okay. So I have to keep you posted. Oh, oh. She may be sneaking through this. Right. <laughs> I, I gotta keep you posted on it. But so far, so good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm smoking the one-off mm. uh, by Lucion or Lucioni, however they pronounce that. Um, I looked it up while we were we were talking here, and uh, it's uh, it's Nicaraguan. Okay. Um, Lucion also makes one of my favorite. Candelas, as he talks about all the time. Which the which they make a great Lancero version of See? called the H one, but uh, oh, I've had the H one. You've had the H one, yeah. I've had really, it, yeah. oh, the H one's good. Yeah, yeah that's really good. good. I told you to call. <laughs> yes. Um, the uh, but this is a uh, Nicaraguan. They say they describe it as medium. To me, it's. Uh, it is medium, but it's 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 got some it's got some body to it. It's pepper, oh. it's peppery. Oh. Um, they the wrappers Honduran, uh, and the binder and the filler are Nicaraguan. Mm. Yeah, and it's rolled by it, the manufacturers. Uh, I know I'm butchering this. Anga Norsa. Mm. And um, so we talked a bit about Anga Norsa, which uh, the description when I look it up is uh, Casa Fernandez, is. Uh, in Central America's largest tobacco growers. Really? So maybe that's the name of their manufacturer, you know, their, their plant, their whatever mm -hmm. they call it. Okay. Um, it's located in Esteli, Nicaragua. <coughs> employs hundreds of cigar rollers. Hundreds? Hundreds. Hundreds of cigar Hundreds? Rollers. You know, we, yeah, we, we haven't touched on that. Like we haven't. How, how many people are employed in this industry because of this, you know? And that's that. The breakdown is really, you know, you 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 you're talking about from those who are pulling the tobacco, and who are farming the tobacco, to the ones who are rolling the tobacco. Like that's that's a, that's quite a that's that's, mm -hmm. that's a heavy employment there. Mm -hmm. That's like your, your your federal government over there, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you got your GS9s and your, your, your 13s. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched the cigar special once. They talked about um, the the rollers. The better they are, I, and I don't remember the particular roller uh, or manufacturer, but the the rollers that worked in that factory, the better they walk, you know, the better they were doing it, and uh, their longevity with the company. Mm -hmm. They moved from sitting in the back to sitting in the front. And they would roll, uh, really? yeah. And they were able to roll, roll their higher price sticks and their special sizes. That mm. was reserved for those the people that, and they also got paid more. So as you move from the back of the factory, you got better, you got paid more, and you got to the front to they, they you know, they considered those people special. So uh, huh. I can't remember the. Uh, it was a show on Wealth TV a long time ago about Wealth TV. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, one of my favorite Lanceros is the 300 hands by Summer Draw. Mm. And that's literally why it's called 300. Like, it's literally 300 people have touched that cigar. Really? By the time it gets to the consumer. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent 300. set. It's called, mm hmm. Excellent set. Right. 
But that's that's where they got the name from. Hmm. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna have to try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, it, it, has, it has me intrigued. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm it's actually under Southern Draw, which you know is one of my favorites. She talks about that like he talks about Ken Dallas. I do, but yeah. it's that stick is hard to get around here, but it's a great stick. I haven't had any Southern draws. Really? Shame on really? you. Where they sold? They do sell them at Casa. I know yes, when um I met Robert Holt, he said in this area, Mina's Cigarette Lounge in Baltimore mm. sells the most Southern draws in the really? area. Okay. But at Casa Monica. Road trip. Right? <laughs> We're back to Baltimore. Yeah. But Casa Monte Cristo sells um <clears throat> TG sells Southern Draws. Really? Mm-hmm. You sure about that? Right. I was like, I don't we'll fact check that, but I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Get on your job. Oh <laughs> 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 um, yeah, um, cool, cool. So you know, just to give some appreciation for the people that we interviewed and yeah. uh this, uh, we can run down the list. The first person we interviewed mm-hmm. was a gentleman by the name of Justin Harris. Yes. And he, director of operations for mm-hmm. Fratello Cigars. Mm-hmm. Uh, good guy, good mm-hmm. guy. Um, I think, uh, you know, the feedback I received from our listeners, a lot of them, I think, and, and to date, he's actually the most listened to interview that we've done. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, really great feedback mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I received. From uh, from people that have heard his interview, you know, Same. he um, his he he uh, I think he's coined I don't know I'm sure people said it before but he he called himself a cigar nerd mm-hmm. right you know so that's the first time I heard anybody use that phrase or describe but it has sense. been said again Same throughout thing, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's been pointed at in our direction right uh, and I I think if we wasn't we are now. I'm still in cigar detention, so you know, uh, I'm still there. I'm still there. I'm what? Still you're an apprentice. Is that what you're saying? You're an apprentice. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still in the classroom. Uh, they're, they're in another class. My class door has a metal sheet on it and everything. So, so I'm still learning to to this day. I mean, I think we are all still learning, but I, I definitely think like as we get more involved, it's it's definitely growing my appreciation. Yeah, I, I, I can't yeah. say that. I can't say that. Like I, I think when we initially started, I'm not gonna say I had a different outlook of what what it was going to be, because I generally didn't know what we were going to discuss to the individual who we were going to interview. But um, it's I had so much enlightenment over mm-hmm. these past ten shows. Mm-hmm. You know, just in from from Justin to even speaking on how how the smoke of a Torpedo, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A torpedo stick is, and how the coolness of it is, and then as opposed to your regular robustos and 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 ceros, and uh, how those are smoking, and how you feel the smoke of those cigars. Like he had a very he had a very interesting story how he actually came to that mm-hmm. position. You know, and I, I was I was like, wow. It just goes to show, like things happen just mm-hmm. then and there. Yeah, you know what I. He, something he said that I remember that I never thought about. I think it was Justin that said it. It was either Justin or, or Russell. But he said, um, lemon. He uses lemon to clean his palate. He said, he yeah. Said, yeah. yeah. Like lemon or lemon peel will mm-hmm. clean. Yeah, so I've always, you know, I use water in between. Right. One stick to the other. 
but uh, I didn't I didn't think about a limit. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that that was that was an interesting little tidbit for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard chocolate, but I you know, mm-hmm. probably you have chocolate. But I've seen people who carried around like Hershey's Kisses, mm-hmm. and I was just like, well, yeah, Hershey's Kisses, you smoke a cigar. But I didn't know, and darker the darker the chocolate, mm-hmm. the more your palate gets cleansed. I didn't know that either. You know, I was just like, wow, who knew? Yeah, that's cool. Now I do. Yeah. You got some chocolate in your pocket? I don't have some chocolate. <laughs> Should have bought some chocolate. And just so y'all know, if you get too smoky, I'll cut the thing on and air it out, but we have to kind of like restart after, because it's super loud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, y'all let me know when y'all had too much smoke. You know? And I got smoked out. Yeah, yeah. Anything so um April, anything about Justin Harris you you remember in particular? Um, I think he was also the first one that mentioned like back in the day our granddaddies and people before them were the ones that they used to get cigars and, and they smoked on their porch. Mm-hmm. So they never really did the cigar lounges. Mm. Um, and he was the first one that mentioned that mm-hmm. and how the difference from today mm-hmm. where now, you know, we are all in, going to cigar lounges and the different types of environments. Yep. Uh, so I, I could definitely appreciate that. Yeah, and we got, so we went from this smoking dolo mm-hmm. by ourselves at home and to now this, it's called groups. Groups. Mm-hmm. Clubs. Clubs. Mm-hmm. Ownership of plate bars, lounges, yeah. uh, brands, 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 and and spending like our spending power in this industry is huge. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, that, that and even the female demographic, female mm-hmm. demographic has increased dramatically in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially at the uh, African American mm-hmm. persuasion. You know, the ladies are are really indulging in the leaf. Yeah, yeah. When uh, I'm glad you pointed that out. Whenever I re-listened to that episode, um, uh, shortly after, I was talking to my pops. Shout out to, shout out to pops. Uh, Lionel Grant in something South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Stay, stay cool down there and hydrated. It is on fire. It is the hot. Is. You know? But uh, he said to me, um, after he heard the episode, he said uh, he talked about his grandfather, my great-grandfather, um, was a cigar smoker, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that was cigar smokers. Mm-hmm. And he would spend the thing that jump, um, jumped out to me about what Justin said, and what he said is he uh, he said he would smoke these cigars that were super long. They're like, I mean, we're talking like deep. They were like fifteen inch long, twenty inch long sticks mm-hmm. that he would he would get these sticks in, and he would just smoke on that stick all day. It's, it was just really super long. Um, so he, you know, of course he didn't know the name of it. Right. He just saw him. He would always remember he pulled out this, and he would smoke this really long stick. So, um, so that reminds me of uh, when he said that. You know, it just reminds me of what Justin said. I picture in my mind, you know, my great grandfather sitting on the porch, sitting on the porch, sitting on the porch. Yeah. He pull out a stick, and you know, mm-hmm. at home, and they, yeah. you know, they, you know, doing what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Well. This dummy reminiscent factor. The dummy room. And then like you said, just to see the, the, the scope and how it's changed in the last I'll say fifty years. I'll just you know, just mm-hmm. sum it up and say the last fifty years and how how it has how we've evolved in, in this industry from then to now. You know, 
Yeah, well, so it'll be interesting to see what we accomplish mm-hmm. going forward. So, um, number two, number the two. second interview we've ever done, well, we did, was uh, was a cigar brand owner, a guy by the name of Nathaniel Harris. Mm-hmm. Very, that was a very packed episode. We, uh, I think, uh, what I noticed about that episode is we interviewed <coughs> him. Nathaniel Long. Nathan- oh, it, I'm sorry. Nathaniel Long. Sorry oh, about that. Yes. So, episode number two was Nathaniel Long. Nate. Nate. Short for uh, Nathaniel. Nate. Uh, and Nate owns District Cigars. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what I, like I said, what I, uh, what sticks out to me is that we interviewed him, but we also uh, provided a decent amount of content ourselves. Mm-hmm in that particular interview, mm. you know? So I think he provided maybe, say, 50% of the content was, you know, us talking about his brand, you know, the history of his brand, why did he get into it? But right. then, amongst us three, probably, you know, not 25%, if not more, we were actually adding a lot of information back back, um, back to the show. Oh, okay. You know, so, and I've listened to that, that, uh, that episode quite a few times. Mm. Uh, but that was a great one. That was a great one. I got lots of great feedback on that on that uh, particular episode too. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was he, Nate was real appreciative of uh, District Cigars. Shout out to those guys. Uh, and he he himself had his own uh, journey um, about not even being a cigar smoker initially, and him kind of <laughs> having to sit at the little kids' table Thanksgiving, so to speak. <laughs> you know what? His older cousins would come around that they were smoking themselves, and then he was like, I want to do that. But he didn't understand the life and the leaf. Mm-hmm. And he started to develop the life and the leaf. So much so, he has a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's, that's a mean transition, if you ask me. That's going from, I didn't know anything about it, to investing in it. You know, that's just that's just something that you know wholeheartedly. That's that's a task in hand. Yeah, he it, it I remember he said uh, his 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 uncles and relatives they would they were smoking flavor cigars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so fast forward, and he dives into the leaf, and now he cut he turns around and it's kind of like he puts them on. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, you guys are smoking flavor cigars, but there's all these other great sticks out there and right. just, you know without the the flavor of the perfume hey you right. know so you know so it's kind of like he turned around he put them on and right. put him on which is kind of cool yeah yeah the teacher what is was the uh <laughs> the student, student has the become teacher. the teacher grasshopper <laughs> yeah uh, anything sticks out about me to you no i mean i i wish him luck i think you know as a young black entrepreneur, you know, sometimes it's hard to get our merchandise into places. Yes. And um, I think he's definitely trying to take it there. And I wish him lots of success. You know, I would love to be like, yes, this, you know, successful black man from D.C. From D.C. Has done an amazing cigar line. Mm-hmm. So. He did say he was going to get us our shirts. I did speak to him. Well, he, oh, he said, um, he sent me a sweatshirt. Uh, so Nate? I did get, I did get a, thanks, Nate. 
and that's when that's how you uh, I guess pull that customer to client in on, on a on a non-regular to become regular base so I think that when he said that he was saying where they were placed in, in, in his humidors and how he wouldn't mind having boutique brands in there as well it's just that they each one has to offer another something mm -hmm. if I'm going to carry the boutique brand it's going to have to uh, be engaging and, and, and assist me in my sales as, as well as you well I do remember that part yeah the, he, he talked about the value of the shelf space yeah yeah and and how much space they have in the store mm -hmm. and so that limits you mm -hmm. know and they have to be strategic about what they carry because yeah. they because of the amount of shelf space they exactly. have exactly um, and they're opening a new spot. So oh, right. yeah, they're yeah, right next they're door, and they're going to have a huge walk-in humidor. Yeah, um, multiple floors. Mm -hmm. That building has four floors, and they're doing multiple floors, multiple outside areas, mm -hmm. a restaurant. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they, what they morph into, like what this. Right. It's what, really, what's really the vibe be, of this new place? It's really going to be an all-in-one. It's really going to be an all-in-one. Yeah. You know, yeah. kitchen, lounge, bar. Yeah. Humidor, retail. Like, yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's really gonna be all in one. That's gonna be. It's gonna be. A, I think it's gonna be a nice destination. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. There's a few of the places that kind of all in one destination. Shelley's back room. You know, we haven't we haven't talked much about them or, but that's a local another local place that it has is. food, has food, alcohol mm -hmm. as well as retail, mm -hmm. smaller retail. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anything stuck out to you? Um, I think, you know, V was just passionate about people supporting the brick and mortar. Um, and we, we all think that that's important. Um, the, the people that you meet in the cigar lounge and over cigars and the knowledge you get, um, I think that can't be beat. Even, uh, last night, like we were at Casa de Monte Cristo yes. and we... I mean, the conversations were about, you know, stocks. We're all talking about stocks. We're all talking about financial tips. Right. We're all talking about, you know, it was, I was sitting there and I was like, wow, it was a lot of gems that everyone was sharing. Um, and yeah, you can read about it, but the fact that you can sit and have these intelligent conversations and the people you meet, I think you can't beat that outside of a brick and mortar. So he was passionate about that. And I mean, I think we all love visiting brick and mortars anyway. Oh, yeah. So, um, I do think that's something that you get outside of just, as he said, buying cigars online. Yeah, he did. He got on me uh, about <laughs> about my my online online habits. purchasing. Did we that in? <laughs> yeah, online <laughs> purchasing. Yeah, he 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 he, he, he <laughs> took a jab or two at me about, about that, which is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, it, something else that stuck out to me about about B's journey in the industry is he went from not being a cigar smoker at all mm -hmm. and right. thrown into the industry to support mm -hmm. his uh his his aunt um mm -hmm. who had this business and he jumped in to run the business mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know this but b uh from an education standpoint he's form he's formally trained as a uh, in, in finance he's uh in accounting i believe mm -hmm. really yeah. yeah yeah before he even came to the wow. came to the country yeah so um which is so you know, he didn't touch on that, but um, 
you know, so that that it kind of makes sense that he's concerned about placement, where he places things, right. how it moves, figures. You know, so I think he was able to bring that 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 skill set yeah. to the business. And then while he did that, point I was really going to make is he came up to speed. His knowledge level came up to speed very quickly. Yeah, you know, so he uh, so now you know you you stop in there, you got a new stick, and you know, we're smoking something. He just he just casually throws out there. Yeah, yeah this is this is from here. Mm-hmm. This is. Here's, here's the, here's the, this is what they, this is in the filler. This is the rapper and this is the binder. Yeah, pretty. And then he knows what, what, you know, who, what it's rated in aficionado. Um, but, uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's, um, you know, his, his, the way he just dived in and really learned mm-hmm. the leaf, yeah. you know, in a, in a short period of time was, it was impressive to me. Uh, so not, but he also, another thing was his personal connection. Mm-hmm. He spoke on that, like how he begins to know his customers who become his clients. Mm-hmm. You know, and he knows he knows your beverage of choice, mm-hmm. and he's also engaging as like like you said. I just got something new. I know you're gonna like this because I know your palate from what you've purchased in the past. Yeah. So I want you to engage in this cigar mm-hmm. instead of what you've had in the past. So try this out and go from there. Like that, that's that's also a gem. Oh yeah, and he re- he remembers that for every single customer. Yes. He just he doesn't write it down. <laughs> it's not you know. Um, he just remembers you know. So which is that's a that that is customer service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that. Well, I guess we we'll, something else pointed out in our last interview um, of the tobacco leaf is what um, Raul talked a lot about. Get to know your tobacconist. Mm-hmm. Right. Form that relationship with that them. That is true. So that when something comes in new, that they know you'll appreciate. Mm-hmm. B reaches out to mm-hmm. me. And, you know, he hasn't seen him in a while, or he gets mm-hmm. something in he knows I want or I would like. He hits <clears> me up and <throat> texts me, hey, hey man, got something for you. You need to stop through. Yeah. You know, and I know it's going to be, you know, it's going to be something I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of how my connection started with B. Like, and I just, I came in off the street. Saw spot. I was like, I'm gonna go in and see what they're about. And our very first conversation was, you know, I normally smoke this, this, and this. And he was like, okay, we'll try this. Mm-hmm. And as I started coming in to become a regular, I would say, B, what, what should I smoke today? Yeah. yeah. And he and he would be like, all right, Shelby, what you you had you had this last time, right? Yes. All right, try this. And I'm like, okay. And it was either whether whether I was staying or or taking it to go. He still gave me a bit of knowledge on you had that one, you've enjoyed that one. Now add this to your palate as well, and that's you know that's that's also a plus in your wallet. That's trust, man. That's trust, you know, because this is not this is not an inexpensive hobby at all. Or not an inexpensive lifestyle. Yeah. For you to walk in and say, "Hey, take care of me," right? right. And trust that they're gonna give you something right. that mm-hmm. you're gonna like. Um, something like, that is, is worth trash. what's mm-hmm. average ten to twenty dollars a stick. You know, Perfect. that's trust. Yeah. That's that is that's real trust. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, we were going in when it was just a stand. Mm-hmm. You would just walk in, and mm-hmm. it was about a quarter of this room, and that was it. No lounge, no anything. Right. So it was great to see how they. Mm-hmm. Another black-owned business, exactly. so it's yeah. great to see how they expanded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That growth, man. I, gotta take, yeah. I, take my hat, I take my hat off to TG. Yes, indeed. Every time I, you know, I talk about it, 
Get to your point. Mm-hmm. Talk about the slow work. It was like, right. It was like literally, literally, like, literally, like okay, that's yeah. it. And, and then, then move from that mm-hmm. to the lounge, and then from that to the back area, and then right. from that to the, to the, the private the building. Patio. The carriage house. Yeah. Yes, the carriage house. Yeah. With a waterfall. Right. Like that, you know, and yeah. now, now next door to a full townhouse, four story building. Mm-hmm. You know, that's this, gross. This that's all in. That's, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a great businesswoman, if I ever seen Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, moving along, the next person that we interviewed was uh, we interviewed a woman, you know. So uh, we interviewed a uh, a lady by the name of Lanessa Terry, and she owns yes. a company called Puffin Pretty. Puffin Pretty. Puffin Pretty. Go. <laughs> well, Lanessa is, as I said on the episode, she's a dear friend of mine. Um, she's one of my first sister of the leaves that I connected. It was so funny. Someone asked yesterday, like, did you meet your friends um, that you smuggled? Did you all, did you meet them like in the lounge? And I was like, I met some, but actually most of my girlfriends, I did not meet smoking. Really? No. Like I thought about it cause I was like, you know, like as I met, and so I met Lanessa through a good girlfriend of mine, Shantae. Hey Tay. And um, we met through a mutual friend. Right. And it just so happened that I was at a cigar event and she came in and I was like, oh, you smoke? I was with my cousin and I was like, oh, you smoke? And she was like, yeah, I didn't know you smoked. Wow. Yeah. And so um, I had to think about it. I was like, yeah, most of my good girlfriends that smoke with me, like I didn't meet them like physically like in the lounge. It just so happened to be like, oh, you smoke? You smoke too? That type of thing. Um, and so Vanessa's done really good things with her brand. Mm-hmm. I'm super proud of her. Um, I know she said it takes a lot to start an yes. actual cigar and she's right as we talk to people, but I think she would be an excellent person to have her own stay. Yeah. That's true. You know, her her uh, her passion for the leaf. Yeah. It mm-hmm. I, I it was cool speaking to someone that didn't take that route mm-hmm. as yeah. their intro yeah. into the, into the mm-hmm. industry, right? So mm-hmm. she she did the home she did she did the work by mm-hmm. going and working in retail, right, to get her knowledge level up, and then she's like then she's like okay, then she found her niche and she's mm-hmm. like well you know what I'm gonna go with apparel and retail right apparel and, right yeah and that's that was and, uh, that. and, yeah. and make that her lane yeah. you know and, um, and 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 work it you know so. But you, but I, I agree with you. You know, she uh, she did she talked about her um, her her hesitancy uh, to have her own stick. Right. But you're right. I think if she did if she did make that leap, mm-hmm. she put together something that was really really nice because mm-hmm. of how passionate she is and mm-hmm. what she knows is involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Vanessa, you know, if you hear us, you rethink that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I mean, like you said, like and she she's evolved and she knows. She has a, a woman's palate, mm-hmm. so she can tell you, or she can speak to women more so on, you can grow from this standpoint as a smoker to here, because it, she's, she's more relatable mm-hmm. to with them. And it's just like, and it's mm-hmm. like, instead of me doing apparel, I'm a, instead of me doing cigars, I'm gonna start off with apparel. And she has that knowledge base to do both. Like, I could see her doing something great in that lane, you know, or oh, just becoming a part of someone else. Like, like we spoke with Justin, 
and being able to speak to with that brand and, and make that brand do something great. But even when she talked about the palette, like, you know, we're we're two of the same, where we have an extensive cigar palette. Mm-hmm. And so when she talked about, like, she'll go into, if it's a lounge that I don't know, they do immediately point me to the flavor cigars. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you want this groovy blue? Right. Like, no. And they're like, oh. Right. Uh, uh, well, we have other cigars over here. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that sexism is alive and well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but with, with, with the sexism that exists and that, you know, that assumption that you're a woman, so you got to smoke something light, you got to smoke something flavored. Right. And give her something sweet. The women that I know that smoke definitely stand up. And, 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 and buck that system. And I mean, that system, seriously. You know? So, um, it, it, it's, you know, at least from what I've seen, you know, the, the women that are, that, that enjoy smoking cigars, they definitely, you know, they, they, they let it be known, no, this, you know, this, don't, don't, don't make that assumption. You know, that, uh, so, you know, and I, I, would, I was guilty of it, in, like in the earlier days, um, you know, if I had a, a female in my pre- you know, with me that's smoking, and I, I'd recommend something like, uh, you know, something flavored. A lot of people do it, mm-hmm. but it, it is it, in a way it's it is sexist. It However, is. they also do that for, to the males too, right? Do they start you off with those sixty by sixty ring gauges? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I mean, you know, they like they like, you know like I'm my you know the the first stick I the reason why I talk about the the first stick I used to buy mass about a box was a Drew Estate job. Mm-hmm. That's because a, a retailer, a tobacconist, pointed me to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, okay. So that wasn't my first stick, but and I and I appreciate the Drew Estate job. Right. I, that was my first day. Yeah. But I, smoked, I smoked nothing but Javas for a long time. Really? Yeah. When I first started smoking um, with my cousin, I, he he pointed to me towards a Java. Me and my hmm. sister, we were like, okay. And for a long time, I smoked nothing but Javas. And mm. then it was other tobacconists because I used to go to JR's or not. Right. And they were like, listen. You've been smoking a little while too long mm-hmm. to, to keep, keep this up. So we gonna I mean, up. it's a great stick, but they were like, You've been smoking a little too long to keep this up. Like, let me enhance your palate. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> We're going to go down this way. We're going to yes. move you from this way. Yeah, to this they were way. like, Listen. So, um, but yeah, that was, I smoked Jabba's for a long time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just saying that when people hear first time smoker, then they, I think, tobacconists have a tendency to push you, one, to something like, like the first thing they say is, you know what, it was getting him a really light Connecticut rapper. Right. Uh, or, yeah, like you know what? Julietta 1875 or something. Uh, and, you know. that, which was Vanessa's first, which I cited mm-hmm. as my first. Yeah. Few people had said as their first. Mm-hmm. Um, Raul, Raul mm-hmm. had that as his first. But the, that does seem to be the common first. Yeah, they, you know, they're, they're readily available. 
in your corner liquor store and you know yeah, yeah. All, the, all the small little spots that you wouldn't normally have a humidor in yeah just a little mm-hmm. case and they got some two bowls and right yeah, yeah it's always it's, it's it's there you know so um and a good stick you know yeah. um good stick and it did do a good job of that dominican stick matching up in my opinion it is not its Cuban equivalent, but no, it's, it's not. not. It's not. But it's not. It's not like there's some that uh, there's some Cubans that I enjoy, but I do not enjoy the Dominican Agreed. brother of that that same Agreed. that same brand and that same state. Really? At least Romeo Julieta, I can. I still think it's a stand-up. The Dominican version is a stand-up state. It's not like you know. I've, of course, I've had a lot of the Cuban Romeos, okay. and to go to, but there's some other Cubans. Their Dominican uh, equivalent, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm just not a fan of. I, don't, mm-hmm. you know, I can name a few, but I'm not going to do that. I But I, but I do notice that the females that I do know, such as yourself, April. They don't mind smoking a heavy medium to a full. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what they direct, their, their palate goes to. Mm-hmm. They, they That's almost like they suggest a heavy medium to mm-hmm. a full. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, 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 don't give me that little sweet, swish of sweet. I don't know, I don't want that. <laughs> the hell is that? What am I going to do with that? I was like, oh, oh that, never mind. I'll just put this back in the humidor with, you know, with the other sweet sticks. No, I don't want that. I want full stick. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, my bad, grown woman. So I remember we, I was out with uh, my cousin and his wife one day, and so he picks her out. She doesn't smoke like we do. So he picks her out like a more lighter mm-hmm. cigar or whatever. And then I think he had um, like the anniversary, um, the Jose Garcia anniversary. Mm-hmm. She ended up smoking his. She was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, she's. She puffed it once and enjoyed it, and was like, "Oh no!" Mm-hmm. So he smoked like her lighter one, <laughs> and then from then on, she called me and she was like, uh, "April, pick me up some See? sweets for you." Get a See? See? <laughs> and she has like her own stash. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my wife actually has uh, narrowed down her favorite. Mm-hmm. What's her favorite? Yeah, she uh, she she <clears throat> enjoys the. The Davidoff Primeros. Okay. Which is kind of a, it's, a, I don't know what the size would be called, but it's, it's like the size of a, of a Panatella, but mm-hmm. shorter. Okay. And they come in the box, and they, they come, uh, I think, Good. five to a box, yeah. five or six to a box. Yeah. Um, and the Primeros are the, it's the white box mm-hmm. of okay. Davidoff's that you can buy. And so, you know, so I'll, I'll keep, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll always make sure I keep some of those for her. So her, she's got an expense, it's, she's, she quickly went to an expensive. Right, just well, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. want that purse. I want the big yeah. purse. But she and she she doesn't smoke cigars regularly, or, or, or you know that often. But it, you know she will enjoy one if we're on vacation. Right. And I'm smoking, of course, always smoking. Of smoking course. On of the course. Beach. Right. She likes the Primero. But I can see that. I mean, she has an extensive palate anyway, like from wines and right. stuff. So right. I could see her not mm. necessarily like wanting something a little bit more spicy, not necessarily mm. wanting. Little little. Yeah. 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 That, that would make sense. That's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. 
And she, she's been through the flavored stuff. And it's like, eh, nah, Right. Nah, nah. That wouldn't be for her. Yeah. I could definitely Goodness. see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Vanessa Terry, retail. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, not retail, but uh, apparel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Puff and Pretty. Puff and Pretty. What stuck out to me about Puff and Pretty is um, the fact that she's moved from a female line and she's added a male line of clothing. Right. Puff and gents. Right. Yeah, Puff and Gents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Puff and Gents. So, um, you know, much success to her. Absolutely. In, in that, uh, in her pursuits. Yeah. So next on our list is uh, the Cigar Whisperer himself. Ah, Mr. Blow. Russell Blow was the next person that we interviewed, and uh, his his interview uh, was so full of great content and lots of just lots of cigar and tobacco knowledge. That it was the first episode. That was a two part episode mm-hmm. of ours. Um, there, I know there's a lot of things that stood out to you guys about that particular interview. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, thank you, thank you, Mr. Blow. Um, Appreciate you for, uh, for 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 the for that great interview. Uh, I received an immense amount of feedback from his interview of people that talked about the things that they learned. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely is. Uh, he's an educator. He absolutely, in my opinion, he he he, uh, he definitely educates. Everyone he comes in contact to, or everyone he has conversations about tobacco, uh, tobacco mm-hmm. cigars with. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Russell uh, is a tobacconist re- and uh, works uh, as in a retail location called Old Virginia Tobacco. Mm-hmm. They have seven locations throughout the DMV area, mm-hmm. and uh, just a good brother. Just a good brother, good guy. Um, so let me. Where do we start? <laughs> with what stands out from that, that interview? Um, there are a few things I, I, I would say. <laughs> Coaching, I, if anything, I would say Mr. Blow Russell is, he's like a cigar professor. Hmm. That's that's the vibe that I get from him. Like, it's almost like, you know, if, if I had to go to a cigar class, I would not mind sitting in a classroom with him for about 30, 40 minutes, maybe even a half hour to listen about the knowledge of cigars. And... Uh, what he knows about me and everything that I could learn from him. Uh, <laughs> the the funny part was when he said he you got you got these jokers who come in oh, and uh, I want you know oh, I smoke is Cubans and that I smoke Cubans and that's Cuban. He's like oh well you smoke Cuban. Let me show you this hundred dollar cigar right here. Well that well that that Cuban. I'm, I'm a I'm not all the way Cuban. I'm only twenty percent Cuban, you know. I, I, uh, so you can get me a one that may be twelve dollars. Like, so it's, it's just like you know, <laughs> he. It's like he's directing you to put yourself in your own lane. <laughs> you know, jump out there if you want to, but you you gonna have to be able to uh, have that that knowledge, that conversation with him. And that's that's one of the first things that stood out. And he was just then he just. Talking about the plume. <laughs> I thought that's what you was gonna say. The plume. Because <laughs> after that show, he was like, "When do I see the plume?" <laughs> First thing I look, <laughs> I had just bought another small humidor, and I, I look at my humidor like every week, like, "No plume yet." I don't want that cigar. Uh, and, I, and I was like, "Plume? What is plume?" He was like, "When you see the oiliness of the cigar, the tobacco leaf." And it's 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 really it's I don't know it's just, it's it's taking a transition 
into something that's going to be so great. And uh, I, I, I go in now to cigar shops and I look at the, uh, these robbers don't have any poom. I don't want this crap. <laughs> like, like, you know, I, and and then the what was the word? Chooses, 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 chooses. The chooses, chooses. I forgot all about that. Chooses. Mm-hmm. You bust knuckleheads. You think you know what you're talking about, but you have absolutely <laughs> no clue. I wonder, I, I, don't, I wonder if anybody else uses that term outside of the guys that work in Virginia tobacco. Right. I've never heard I've that never term heard before. Of it. A chooch. A chooch. Yeah. I hope to have never been called a chooch before. I just, I just, <laughs> if, if you call me a chooch, I don't like you no more. You're not my friend. Well, I, think, <laughs> I don't think you go in like, oh, I know everything. I think That's you go true. in like, okay, is there anything you recommend? Like, I've mm-hmm. seen you go, yeah, I don't think you come across like that at all. <laughs> I don't think so. I, uh-uh. But that that's definitely a term that I will never forget. <laughs> and I was like, a what? And he was like, yeah, you know, he he is that he gives that cigar professor. And that I think that should be a title. That that's his, his next his other title. I mean look here. Like that we, we we talk about titles about people giving themselves titles. That should be a title, a cigar professor <laughs> who has tenure, because yeah, he, he's yeah. definitely got tenure in in his cigar knowledge. So that those things, you know, and, and he was it was fascinating. I was fascinated with the conversation with him. Like I was just like, God, wow! Like it's almost like I was waiting to come back to class next week. Like I was like, okay, so we're gonna talk about next week, yeah. you know? And that's that's how I felt. That's why I was like. He is a cigar professor to me. Like, yeah, I, I, it, what sticks out to me is uh, he he definitely uh, no one else before that we interviewed before him um, talked about the, the 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 expense, um, oh, yes. the the financial commitment mm-hmm. uh, of the cigar lifestyle. And how, and he he, he definitely made it um, made it relevant for you know those that 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 uh, that that like to, you know that like to smoke on a regular basis mm-hmm. the potential for how much they can spend mm-hmm. um, and how it really is a luxury habit. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a luxury lifestyle. Um, even with that said, it's still something that's attainable to. To everyone, that, to, to someone that doesn't want to spend an immense amount of money, but still, at but relative, say to smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the cost. You know, you get a pack of cigarettes for whatever it costs these days, eighteen, ten bucks, thirty dollars, whatever, depending on your state. Yeah. Right? I think yeah, New York um, like what, almost fifteen. Really? New York's like tw- fifteen to twenty. Yeah. Pack of cigarettes. And that's one cigar, though. Mm-hmm. Rel- you know, relatively speaking, that's one stick. So, the cost of one stick. So um, he definitely gave a framed, you know, cost um, mm-hmm. as it relates to this this lifestyle, which a lot of people don't um, don't understand when they're uh, when they when they when they develop start to develop 
a want and a passion for smoking mm-hmm. cigars. They want to do that, but uh, they don't understand that the financial commitment, especially once you you start falling in love with particular mm-hmm. cigars, yes. right? And what that what that cost is going to be for those cigars. So, so yes, yeah, that that's something that definitely stuck out to me. He um, he he uh, his his approach to to us. Uh, to belief as a as a luxury hobby, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the value that he places on it, and that people may place or don't place on it, right? You know, so that that stuck out to me a lot. Well, uh, Russell has taught me a lot throughout the years, um, but on this show when he talked about going into shops and asking them like, what's indicative of your shop? Mm. And so even like when I'm traveling and you know he's not around. I know what questions to ask. Like I said, you know, they'll try to turn into the flavors, right? You know, and so you know, I'm able to say no. Sweet honey sticks, right? (laughs) And he's the one that was like, "Well, okay, well, is there something different from your shop that I can't get anywhere else? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, What has been in your shop aged the longest? You know, because yeah, because when you talk about like you want to ask them." And he, he talked about that on, on the podcast. Like, what's been in your shop the longest? What's been sitting here aging? Because those are the ones that you want to kind of gravitate towards. Mm. And not just, you wow. know, going for expensive sticks. But, like, he's definitely turned me on to some sticks that, you know, were less than $10, maybe $8 sticks mm-hmm. that might mm. be just as comparable to, like, a $30 yeah. yeah. Um. So like just asking those questions, I think is pretty much what what he talked about on that on the podcast. But he's definitely taught me that. Talking about plume, mm-hmm. um, it, Russell's discussion of plume also brought me back to when we talked to other retailers, and it, and you know uh, the reason why you don't see plume in a shop mm-hmm. is because they have turnover, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I often talk to B about his sticks and uh, if someone complains that oh this is a little dry um, and you know and uh, I remember uh, after he they reopened their store uh, after the pandemic and they were able to reopen mm-hmm. uh, the sticks that I was pulling out of his humidor they were I mean they were perfect they smoked different mm-hmm. they, uh, they you could tell that they were um they were just in that, in that, in that sweet spot. Right. right. They kept right. at that 70-70. And the first thing B said to me is, he's like, yes, because customers haven't been coming in to right. open these mm-hmm. cabinet doors constantly. Mm-hmm. He's like, they open them constantly throughout the day. So they don't, oh. and then they don't understand that they, it's, how, how can it keep the humidity? And you slide, this door slides open and close every few minutes. Right. It's not more right. on a busy yeah. day. Right. He's like, so no one's been in here. They've been sitting in here and, they, and the cabinet wow. is perfect. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so now these, these sticks are, they're, 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 they're sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, that, 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 that would be a challenge mm-hmm. for a retail space, um, especially if all of the cigars aren't in a walk-in humidor mm-hmm. control what's going on inside of that space. Right. If you have cabinets, right? That cabinet door opens and closes all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they have humidification systems on them, but it, that door is constantly open. Right. So uh, that, that has to be a challenge for retailers. Um, the, so 
that uh, there's some, something I think about now when I walk into a retail space. If I'm buying out of a cabinet, yeah, um, like, uh, like at Casa, they have cabinets. Right. Um, I, I bring it home and I then I keep it and age it in my fridge door mm-hmm. or one of my, my, my humidors. But yeah, um, Mr. Blow, I mean, there's so many things. Professor Blow. Prof- I'm sorry, Professor. <laughs> the Whisperer himself. Um, and I, I called him the Cigar Whisperer because of also his uh, his level of execution on customer service, mm-hmm. how important that is to him, mm-hmm. and how he talks to his customers, and then and to one figure out what they what they would like to smoke, and then guide them yes. to 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 newer things that they haven't smoked, mm-hmm. but he knew that he know that they'll enjoy it. Right. And so um, that's a skill set. That's definitely a skill set that he's mastered, which is. Which is really cool. Which is you, really cool. You called it something during during the interview because uh, we, we were talking about sales, and it was a technique that you you had a title for. Um, I called him the challenger. He, he uses what's called the challenger sale. Okay. It's a sales technique where um, when you I guess he's dealing with a chooch. A chooch. <laughs> when he's dealing with the chooch. Chooches. Uh, and they 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 have a. A lot of bravado in their approach, which he spoke a lot about. And, you know, it's, it's definitely a male-dominated industry, mm-hmm. and a lot of alphas, and so people want to mm-hmm. they want to take on that persona because they believe that's what you have to do in mm-hmm. order to be be you know to not look like a novice instead of, instead of being disengaging. It's being self, I mean. yeah. Um, but he so then he he'll challenge them, right? He'll he'll say, okay, oh, you smoke Cubans, so. Well, Okay, let me take you over here, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. when they see the price tag associated with, with um, something that's crafted that well, right? Then then they they back down. But then he still uses that in a whispering way mm-hmm. to 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 actually probably double or triple his sale right. of that person um, when he really gets into it and then then educates them right. on what they're smoking and why. Why? And then oh. oh Okay, now I see the value in my dollar that mm-hmm. I'm going to spend. Uh, I think that I think that improves their their, their smoking experience later. Right? Mm-hmm. So when they do sit down with those sticks that they bought, right? right I, they understand the value. So mentally, it does something to you. You're going to sit and pay more attention to what you're smoking, how it tastes, how it burns, right. what's the draw, uh, and really enjoy enjoy it and appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If they on a daily basis. Oh, right. he gives himself a daily goal. Yeah. That this is what I'm gonna do today. Wow! Like a personal goal. They don't. They don't have a quota. Mm-hmm. But he gives himself a personal goal of this is what I'm gonna do today. Yeah. Like just for himself. Wow. Yeah, he's very. He's yeah. He's very into that. And he even he told me the other day like someone came in and they was like, oh, we need to get a gift for someone. And so someone else was like, okay, well here's the lighters and here's the cutters. Wow. And then they walked away. And he was like, okay, you, you get somebody for a birthday gift, let me help you. Right. You know, and he's probably able to get like a $300 sale. So recommended not only the cigars, but also he's like, you know, what about your lighter and your cutter? And right. then somebody, I think he sold them like a small humidor. And then he's like, well, you know, it's bad luck to get somebody a humidor without putting cigars in there. <laughs> the whisperer strikes again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, I also liked uh, towards the end of the interview, I got some feedback from a college professor mm. oh, okay. that I know, a tenured college <clears throat> professor, 
or he was tenured at one institution, now he's at a different institution. And he doesn't smoke cigars. Mm. And after listening to that podcast, he said, you know, I don't smoke cigars. So it was a lot of information to take in. Mm. He's like, however, my ears perked up closer to the end of the episode when he started talking about um, the, the, uh, the, the, the energy and the power that, that uh, especially the black smoker commands when they walk into a space. And I liken that, that discussion, that part of the interview is kind of an empowerment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. part of the interview. Where he talks about, you know, um, as you always say, Shelby, if you're gonna burn it, learn it. Right. Mm-hmm. But know what you're smoking. Like the internet is there. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, so if you smoke something you like, figure out what's in it and why you like it. And then exactly. the next time you go out or step into a space, if it's a retail space or lounge space, you can talk about what you like mm-hmm. and why you like it, and you know where it's from. Right. And uh, and and don't be a uh, don't be afraid. To share what you like. If you like those exactly. uh, those uh, those you know, those acids, <laughs> oh those Cuba Cubas, Cuba Cuba. You that's what you like. Mm-hmm. You know why you like it. And don't you know, There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, don't be. That's your choice. And don't be intimidated. You know, he, yeah. he a lot. I think a lot of uh, novice <clears throat> smokers are very intimidated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is a. They tend to be when people talk about belief. It, it is typically done in a very alpha way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, that I think that that encouragement definitely. I hope I think it empowered some of, my, of our listeners. At least the feedback I got from a non-cigar smoker. It did. It did because uh, April and myself have come mm-hmm. across a couple of individuals in cigar bars who who have said just the detail about the knowledge has given them some more insight to. When they when they walk into a cigar mm-hmm. shop, how to have a discussion with a sales associate mm-hmm. or or a manager or whomever they may be talking to. Plus, like you said, it, it can be slightly intimidating for for most. I think that's about it. I think, like I said, I mentioned earlier when he talked about you know making sure you also have the right cutter and lighter mm-hmm. because that enhances your cigar experience. Um, and as much money as we put into this, you want to make sure that you're thoroughly enjoying what you're smoking. Right. Yeah, that is important. That is definitely important. Mm-hmm. Even now, to, uh, you know, what do you, what, what, what's your case that you, you have a travel case? Mm-hmm. And how, you, how you store your cigars oh. in your house is important. And you talked about that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, this week I went into, uh, I keep a, a, I guess what I call my collection of Cubans. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been I've been slowly collecting on every trip I go to. When I exit the country, I always like pick every up weekend. Cubans. Well, now we're grown now. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he, you know, he couldn't go down there this weekend. <laughs> but, I was see, I was, I was, see, I was, see, I was, see, I was, see, 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 I, 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 my, my Cubans, um, have, uh, uh, some of them have a lot of plume on them, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, and, and they, they're, I like my, my cigars to have a little bit more moisture than most, um, however, uh, some of them have been, are, a little too, too moist. 
So um, to Mr. Blow's suggestion, I moved them around. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, rotate them. Mm-hmm. Let them move, and then they'll, you know, let that leaf breathe better instead of it sitting in the same mm-hmm. position, location, same stack. Right. So I went and I moved the stack around. I rolled them and moved them mm-hmm. just to have them, you know, sit in a different position. Uh, let the, you know, the moisture move in a different way. Right? Mm-hmm. Gravity mm-hmm. is going to take its effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've moved some of the sticks that I also, that I keep with those particular Cubans. I move them to totally different humidor that I know is drier, mm-hmm. but it's still it's still at a good temperature, good temperature, good humidity, mm-hmm. right? Um, in the high sixties instead of the low seventies. Mm-hmm. So um, so I'm I'm I, I'm in the process of rotating my sticks around, you know, based on suggestion of Mr. Blow that jumped back out at me when I when I pulled it out. I was like, oh, this is a this is a lot of plume, but I'm not gonna smoke them right now. So yeah. I have a question for you. It's not. It's not about Mr. Glow. But when you said that, so when you're gonna have, you're gonna be celebrating something in a couple of weeks. Mm. Are you gonna smoke one of those? My the the coming of of of. Of the mini me. The next next emperor. Yeah. Emperor. Empress. <laughs> Empress or emperor, you know. Um, uh, I, I I've been thinking about that. People have been asking, like, so what? Yeah, what do you want to smoke when yeah. the baby's born? Yeah, like that's a major. So I I don't know. I don't know. I like, every time I think about it, hmm. I don't know. I, I it will be something special. It got to be. Uh, it will probably be a Cuban or maybe if I get my hands on you know something that. What's one of my favorites that I, I don't I Candela. don't I can't get my hand on my, my favorite favorite is not a candela. What? What's your favorite favorite? My favorite y'all don't remember from past episodes? Listen, we oh, was Oh man. We were drinking we drank a, a lot. little too much <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who drinks? This is iced tea. <laughs> my, <laughs> mm, my favorite stick that is uh to, to, to build some drama around it that is rolled by a brand that I do not care for their Dominican line of cigars at all, but and their Cuban lines are they're good. They're not my favorite Cubans that right. they make, but um, is rolled by Cohiba or mm-hmm. was rolled by Cohiba, right. and it was the Commodore, oh. which was Jay Z's stick, which I think he still owns the patent to the blend. Really, it was a Connecticut Broadleaf Puro. Through and through, that yeah. that that is the best stick I've ever smoked in my life. Mm. Word, yeah, yeah. So I think I said that on one podcast. I feel like you have, yeah. 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 Uh, however, they don't make that stick anymore. Uh, the Jay Z's relationship with Cohiba has uh, ended, or it ended quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. I was I was picking those up online for um, it, they were quite plentiful after they stopped making it. And then, uh, so I was picking them up when I could find them, but I was I was smoking them too, so I was buying and burning. Mm-hmm. So I, um, and I learned from that lesson, which has kind of made me start to hoard sticks. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, they're 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 in people's collections, but they you can't you can't buy them. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was my favorite. So I'd love to light on one of those. If any listeners out there <laughs> are have any in their collection, and they are so inclined, and they are willing to sell. There has to be a second-hand market for these, 
For these oh, other like shit. Black market cigar? Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure there is. Green marble Cubans or sure sticks that they just don't make but it. But it's anymore. not a Cuban. It is not a Cuban. Right. No, Cohiba makes it. It is a, 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 a like I said, it was a Connecticut broadleaf. I don't know where they grew it. They probably grew it in DR. It was probably DR. A special part of the farm, mm-hmm. do that. Okay. And, uh, but that that stick was, and you know I got a lot more to smoke. But that's the best stick in my opinion. That, that for me, mm-hmm. okay. that I've ever smoked. I, I've, been, I've been recommending to people when we discuss certain topics, and um, and you know he he gave a lot of insight on that particular topic. I've been recommending to them that they go listen to that particular yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, his is he actually isn't the most listened to podcast, but because we split, he does a part one and two to him. If you combine uh, how many listeners listen to those two, he's he's right up there with with Justin Harris okay. for the for the number of listeners. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and something else to talk about. We you know thanks thank you to our listeners. We have listeners oh. in the U.S. We have listeners in the U.S. We have listeners in we have Canada? Germany, Canada. Um, somebody is tapping in from Seoul, Korea. Yes. You know, whoever that person is, we appreciate you. You know, so uh, yeah, it's um, some people on the continent. You know, shouts out to Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, shouts out to our listeners also. You know, um, so moving on from Mr. Blow, the next person that we re- uh, we re- we released, um, he wasn't. The, and the people we released weren't interviewed in this particular order. Right. Uh, but we actually interviewed this gentleman twice. We got the ability, after uh, the pandemic eased up a bit, to interview him um, in a COVID-friendly f- fashion, mm-hmm, with separation. Mm-hmm. But we interviewed uh, the general manager mm-hmm. of Casa de Monte Cristo, mm-hmm. uh, a gentleman by the name of Mike Russian. Michael Russian. And uh, his was also a two-part interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, really insightful mm-hmm. um, uh, hearing uh, his story. His story, I think, is the is probably the the most uh, has has the most nuance to it. Just his travel, yeah, with uh, with the leaf and mm-hmm. the different uh, the different states, the different companies that he's worked for. Um, how he left the leaf, mm-hmm. you know, uh, left working in in the industry mm-hmm. to come back to working in the industry. So it's it's like this. It's, it was his it was his calling for life. Um, even yeah. Though, even yeah. His, his father, right, a family owned business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a it, his was a really great interview. Really good guy. Yeah. What do you guys think? Oh, I loved his story. Um, I loved his story. I loved the stories he told us about the people he met in the industry that was really good um and the fact that like they had started their own cigar line Mm -hmm. and the challenges that they have starting the cigar line and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um yeah his whole story about how he was in and out the industry was really good yeah like you said the people who 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 he's met um smoking and not smoking Mm -hmm. when he first started smoking uh, <laughs> wearing his letterman jacket to the kiosk mm-hmm. and everything else. Uh, um, it was just like he was born for it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's like he was. It's like something. It's, 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 your, it's that path. Like you can divert from that path, but some way, somehow, you're gonna merge right back into it. Mm-hmm. And he has, and and Mike has a, a in-depth knowledge of 
cigars, you know, from him rolling cigars himself, mm-hmm. uh, as he said, as he mentioned to us uh, about he, he having a chance to roll his own cigar and knowing, just knowing the steps from that to retail is, is just like, that like it's something that you just can't, you can't repeat, you can't put a placement mm-hmm. on it. it it's just a mic is uh mic brushing is is just a wealth of knowledge from cigars like it's something that he took you can tell he totally enjoys it and he's learned it from his teenage years to his adult years mm-hmm. and and he's given it he's given that knowledge back to his consumers um he's he's inclusive he he, he wants he wants to he wants more people smoking he wants more people educated right he, uh, as opposed to there's a sometimes I run into people in the industry and they want to exclude the masses right mm. you know they right. want they, they uh, I get a feeling from them that they want to keep it's it a, personal you know it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a club thing right it's, it's, mm-hmm. it, they want to make it clickish mm-hmm. you know like this mm-hmm. isn't you know this isn't for everyone this is just for us are you are you um, are you privileged enough to be a cigar smoker, right? <laughs> yeah, this cigar knowledge, right? Like, right. Um, I guess maybe that's that's just a part of human nature. You know, people would do that, but Mike, Mike definitely wants to, he wants to spread the love. Yeah, that's that. that that's definitely apparent. Yeah. yeah, based on what you said. Yeah, yeah. And like we said earlier, lounges can be um, cliquish. Yeah, they can be. You know, so when you have somebody there that's welcoming everyone, mm-hmm. trying to make everyone you know, included in mm-hmm. the conversations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he also knows uh, multiple demographics. Mm-hmm. So he's also been in multiple cities, so he's he, he's seen how certain uh, cities uh, gravitate towards mm-hmm. particular cigars. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the very first time I believe I was ever called a cigar nerd. <laughs> Did you, did you feel special? Right. I kind of did. I was like, oh. You know, like, oh right. I told you, we wasn't before. We are now. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay. You know, and, and that, you know, is a plus in itself because he also pays attention to those who are around mm-hmm. him. You know, and it's that's a key to detail. It's just paying attention to those around you and having the ability to just make them feel comfortable. Right. All right. Well, so moving right along and rounding, rounding it out. Yes. Our uh, most recent and latest episode of at season one was with a gentleman by the name of Rahul Gupta. Mm. Yeah, he's a he is an owner of a cigar lounge called Tobacco Leaf. Right. And it is located in Jessup, Maryland. And uh, of course, I gotta say it. What jumped out to me when we, before we, we did this interview on site at, at Tobacco Leaf is the architecture, the yes. establishment itself. Oh man, the venue. It is, it venue is, is, it is, is a treat, man. It's, it's enjoyable, it's enjoyable. Like if you ever get a chance, take a trip. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Take because a trip. We were talking about it all last night. Like we, I cannot wait to go back. Oh man. I cannot wait to go back. A good day trip out there. Yes. The, the, the venue, the, the, the sections of it, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I want to say last night. I want to say the sections of it mm-hmm. is it's not closed off, it's welcoming. Mm-hmm. But it's welcoming on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, 
you can sit outside and you can chit chat and you can mm-hmm. read a book. You can bask in the sun. You can enjoy some of your food and and you can sit and study and do your work if you're working from home. Yeah, they have a printer, scanner, fax machine. A yeah. scanner, fax machine. Yeah, in in, in in space that is that's designed to uh, to get work done. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah. So and, you know, so on the, on the from the outside of the, the establishment itself is it's a it it's a diner. Mm-hmm. Right. It took a older let's call it a historic diner yep. owned by an older company uh, couple mm-hmm. and they um, you know they purchased the place and then they kept the diner look mm-hmm. you know so from outside it's it's that high gloss yeah. steel the that you steel. expect to see of an yep. old diner old school diner mm-hmm. uh, they kept a, they, they they recreated a lot of like diner stools in mm-hmm. some of the spaces um, so you pull up, you may think, oh, well, I'm about to give me a Ruby Tuesday. Steak and eggs. Steak and eggs. And some hash browns. Right. right. You know? Um, Chocolate shake and a... Uh, <laughs> malt. Right. <laughs> malt shake. Yeah. You know, uh, you know? Like a greasy spice. Uh, omelet and... Uh, yeah. Some hot fries. Right. You know? Uh, but when you walk in, you know, the, the attention to detail of that, right. of that place. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned there's multiple spaces. Mm-hmm. For t- so that you can get in where you fit in, exactly. right? Uh, but they're also when you walk in, you see kind of a, a, a nicely done retail space mm-hmm. with a register, and you got your pipe tobacco. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, you know, you have your accessories, mm-hmm. and then behind that, there's a completely separate. It, uh, it's not just a walk-in humidor, but it's a complete room yeah. humidor it is. with another register in that room to make it just mm-hmm. complete for you as you walk around. You can purchase mm-hmm. while you're inside of the it, humidor, exactly. and this selection is 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 great. It's, it's great. It's, 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 it's a is. lot. It it's is a lot. It is. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I, I uh, visiting the space. I ran into a lot of sticks that I. I only saw when I was on the West Coast mm-hmm. or when I was traveling. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they cater to everyone. They don't leave anyone out. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you could be a you could be an occasional smoker, mm-hmm. and you don't make a huge financial commitment. Right. Uh, and you all you have to do is buy two sticks, and you can go into um, an, a lounge area. Yeah. Outside of just the normal retail, mm-hmm. and sit and enjoy a stick, or you could become a member, and you could go into s- certain space. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could become a different type of member right. if you want you be a VIP you, member and then really and you know yeah really go into an exclusive area oh, right um, where they cater to you in a, in a different level in a different way so uh, that man that's just a really beautiful place really beautiful space um, I, I, I described it in in the in the show notes um, when you go look at the podcast it's probably Probably the most one of the most unique spaces mm-hmm. in yeah. the world, cigar so spaces in the world. I, I would have to agree to that. Mm-hmm. I would literally yeah. have to agree to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was also very welcoming. Um, and I like the fact that he talked about you know when people go places, they like to say, "Well, I know the owner." Right. <laughs> we was talking about last night. Somebody yeah. was like, "Well, I know, I know the owner." Right. <laughs> um, and so you know, he's like, "Listen, at the end of the day, it's a family-owned business." Yeah. We want to get to know our customers. We want to make our customers feel comfortable mm-hmm. and welcome, and we, you know, we try to do that in every way possible. And like, we, me and Shelby was like, we are so ready to go. Back. Yeah, like road trip. <laughs> if I lived closer, Listen. I would definitely uh, purchase membership. I would definitely purchase a membership if I lived closer. Definitely. Absolutely. Like, 
And for, and for the listeners, they uh, they they also another they were nice enough to give us a um, a promote promotional code. If you listen to that episode, you can go find that promotional code, and they're giving ten percent off. Right. Uh, if you uh, if you mention the code that's in that episode, so um, I mean, really nice guy. You can mm-hmm. uh, something else that jumped out to me is he uh, he <laughs> uh, he said uh, not to get political. I'm not going to get political, but he did talk a lot a lot about um, uh, cigar rights, mm-hmm. making sure that right. we, we have the ability to continue smoking uh, smoking cigars, and, premium mm-hmm. and cigars. Have, yeah. And having spaces to smoke cigars, he talked a lot about the importance of that, and yeah. the, uh, the PCA, the CRA, and um, and them uh, attending. Um, I can't remember the name of the big uh, the trade shows. The trade shows. Right. It was like the trade shows are important. They attend every year. Uh, hopefully, we can go next year. Yeah, he's like that's really important for retailers and people in the industry to mm-hmm. attend. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we have a STTS fest, we might do that at, at the Tobacco Leaf, right? Yeah. Hey, Marvel. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you did that? <laughs> yeah, so circling back on, since we had a little bit of time, circling back on the question I posed earlier, but uh, the type of smoker that you guys have uh, have, have become and, and, and think you will pop and you'll, you'll be in the future, you know, um, are you? So I'll, I'll, I'll start by just asking this question: Are you a buy it and burn it type of uh, cigar nerd? You know, as soon as you buy it, you burn it. It doesn't last long. You don't. You don't set them to the side. You... It depends. Mm. So I do have some that I'm scared that I won't find again. Mm. And we were talking yesterday. Like um, I've become another fan of Caldwell. Oh yeah, yeah. And I took a picture that said it to y'all. Yeah, there. and mm-hmm. like so, like like I was smoking like the last king last night oh. with the Lancero. Uh huh. That's a phenomenal state. Um, the king is dead, but I came across <clears throat> some yellow cakes, and I am in love with these yellow cakes. Really? And I'm on my last pack, and I don't want to open it. Because you don't I can't find like I looked online and they were like, okay, yellow cakes, reach out to us. They were they were sold out, and I'm like, I don't I don't want to I don't want to open it. (laughs) When you guys see her face, you guys yeah. Oh my goodness, I have been enjoying those. Can you describe it? Like what? what, what, I I haven't smoked a yellow cake. What's the what's the size? So they're very um. They're really short, so I'm not sure what size you call those. And they come in a pack of five, mm. and they are a medium um, stick. Okay. And um, because they're so short, what I have found, remember we were on this whole thing about what's your breakfast stick. Right. So even though it's more of a um, medium, because they're so short, it's been easy for me to like in the mornings before I start work go get like a cold brew from around the corner and yeah and i'll go for my little walk with my cold brew and smoke um um 
but they are in limited production. It's made out of recycled tobaccos that were used in previous Caldwell blends and are available in two sizes, 4x42 and 475x48. So the ones that I have were the 4x42 short Corona. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come in packs of five. So like now I'm on... 4x42, that's a that. That's a smaller stick. So yeah, I'm holding on to my last pack of five. What? <laughs> oh well. Uh, I actually what did I post from Caldwell yesterday? Um, and they actually like liked my picture. It was probably that last king. Okay. But yeah, they're another like boutique brand and I'm starting to really mm-hmm. appreciate. Yeah, I, I saw the I saw the, the owner once. He mm-hmm. um he came to T G Cigar Lounge and mm-hmm. had a had a set up and okay yeah he um and uh i didn't get to meet him you know i was mm-hmm. involved talking to somebody or something but uh, he came and had a set up and mm-hmm. so, so so you know talked about his stuff and sold his whole sold his stuff um seemed like a nice guy but, you know i didn't like i said i didn't get to know him right. what, what other what other brands are you are you uh that i've been hoarding s- that you're I, keeping because you're afraid. I'm trying to think. Like, I have a few Cubans, obviously, that mm-hmm. um, I kind of want to wait to smoke. Mm-hmm. That I, So I put that to the side. So I think really the ones that if I've gotten when I'm traveling and I mm-hmm. don't really see them in this area too much, that I'm less likely to smoke right away unless it's something... Like it's a celebratory event, or oh, okay. you know, then I'll pull them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, if there's something that like I know I can get in this area and huh. it's plentiful, then I probably like a smoke and burn. Yeah. But those are the ones that I have in my humidor right now that I just when I go in, I put those to the side. I'm the same way. <laughs> I uh, when I travel, I pick up sticks, and it may be plentiful to them. In that particular region, right? right? There's a sales rep in that region. They get they get a constant supply of them, mm-hmm. and um, especially when I'm in San Diego, we're like, yeah, we sell we sell tons of these. Right. Like, but I I don't live here. I don't live here, like, I don't live here right. so when I do bring those back, um, like uh, the the initially when I first started getting the bulls, they weren't being sold mm-hmm. on the East Coast yet. Oh, okay. You know, so I have a bowl that I bought before I ever saw it in any shop on this on this coast. Mm. Uh, it does, you know, I just I just still have it. You know, so um, now that they are here and I pick up a few here, I'll smoke the newer ones first instead of the one that I I've had and that's been sitting for a while. Mm, that's it. Yeah, yeah, definitely Cubans, mm-hmm. simply because we live in the U.S. So when you right. can get your hands on them, so I I've hoard I've started to hoard those because mm-hmm. and not smoke them. Even though I want to smoke them mm-hmm. because I, I don't know when I'm going to be able to go through a duty-free exactly. or go, you know, go oh, to a country true. that has them. That's and they're plenty, right? I mean, they're everywhere mm-hmm. outside of the U.S., mm-hmm. but yeah. can't, when, when can I get them? So I, I'm afraid, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then there's, there's a lot of, uh, but Lanceros, I definitely, I definitely collect Lanceros. Mm-hmm. So I'll... I'll, I'll make sure, um, even if it's a Lancer I've never had, mm-hmm. I'll buy it, I'll buy a few. So I'll buy some to buy and burn. Mm-hmm. And then I'll also keep, I'll make sure I have at least two others that I'm not stopping going to touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. and, uh, but if I, you know, if I smoke it, I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I still keep it. I still keep it. I, I hold on to Lanceros 
I feel like it's the, uh, you know, as we discussed uh, in our last interview with Raul, is that uh, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the, um, that's the prototype. Mm -hmm. Right, the one they right. made that they base all of the other sizes on. Mm -hmm. So I want to I want to keep the prototype, mm -hmm. uh, and then definitely let it age and see how mm -hmm. it, how, it, how it smokes later after it's been aged. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, because the flavor, especially when you let it age, the flavor is so good. Like, and you get all of like all of that wrapper. Yeah. It's just yeah. like he said, like you have to pay more attention to it. Mm -hmm. But it's such a good smoke. It, it is. It is. They like, pull me into the cult. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Damn, that's What about you, Cheryl? What type of smoker are you and uh, do you think you're turning into? I'm going to say this. So, I, I think I initially was a buy and burn. Mm -hmm. And I think one of one of our first interactions when I came through and I did some work with your condo and I saw your humidors you have over there and you were like, grab one out of the humidor and I opened it up and I was just like, Right. 